make Super Sammy squirm. <laughs> yeah. I like that he's uh, he gets... more uptight about this stuff than me. <laughs> we need That's what you need in a producer, someone who has a strong moral compass and tons of fear. It's in here. Just crippling anxiety about the show at all times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike Reach, he's a pro since he was like 18. Yeah. You're not painting that guy in any corner. He doesn't want to go. No, no, but in fairness, we've had to put the show into delay because of our combined language. So, <laughs> Sammy's. I've, I haven't cussed in like a long time. Since yesterday, I don't no, Except think. for the first block today. <laughs> did I? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Sometimes I forget I'm on air. Well, that's good. The mark of a good show, I think. No, it's not. Oh, touche. The mark that I could get fired. <laughs> there could be both. So what do you expect out of James Reimer? He has quietly made what a, what a himself career. the one of the best non-starters in the league. Yeah. No, I mean, it's an unbelievable accomplishment. He just could never get over that, I don't know, three-month hump, four-month hump where it's like he's our number one goalie. There's nothing wrong with being like the 35th best goalie on earth. And, and <laughs> making know? $2 million a year. <laughs> He'll take that. All right, we found Rick Tockett. Talk, you don't get the, the Wayne Gretzky twice a month schedule? They actually make twice you a, work? Twice a month. Twice a month? You mean twice every season? I mean, this guy, <laughs> he's worked twice. I, love, I want his agent. I, it's a fantastic schedule. <laughs> he seemed oblivious to it too. He was like, I don't know, you know, I'd love to get out there more, but they just don't want me. I was like, I don't so, believe you for a second, so, Wayne. So he's, he's been, no, honestly, I'll be honest. He, 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 he wants on like he, he actually really loves this gig. Um, I don't think he knew he was going to have this much fun. So uh, yeah, I think his first, I think he's back January 1st. I think is his first time. And then he'll start to do a lot more games the second half of the season. Now, I hope, I hope we got the right show. Cause sometimes we get them mixed up, but uh, was he replaced with, uh, Hank Lundquist and his guitar. Yeah, yeah. Hank, Hank came in because uh, Anson Carter had uh, he had a commitment in New York, so they brought in a guest. Uh, the guest Hank. Yeah, he was great. You know, he brought his. They asked him to bring his guitar, um, and then once Biz started singing, you know, they said, "All right, let's let's keep this to a half a segment." After that, <laughs> after Biz starts speaking or singing, I mean. So, what do you need? Like bongo drums to get back on the show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tambourine, man. Just hit, hit the hip. You know, that's it. That's one thing I never. I know. I, I regret that. I should. Wish I took an instrument in school. You know. <laughs> you played a mean hockey stick. That's all I know. <laughs> so we were uh, we were talking a little bit about the uh, you know where the Leafs are headed. The, they're out to the West Coast playing uh, the San Jose Sharks tonight. Um, one of the topics we had been kicking around was the the return of Evander Kane, who's coming back uh, from his suspension on Monday. Um, and we wanted to get your sense as a coach in the league, if you would welcome a guy like that, you know, has been through a lot back into the locker room, given what he can provide uh, on the ice. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's been a pretty good player for San Jose over, you know, over the years, um, you know, there's, you know, there's that baggage, you know, whether it's warranted by him or not, I, I don't know. I don't know him personally. Um, I think your leadership group really has to be strong, um, especially, um, for him coming back to, to, to make sure that, you know, sincere about coming back and doing the right things. Obviously as a head coach, you're going to have those meetings with him. Um, 
you know, he definitely can help his team um, with his talent. It's just the and it's the dressing room stuff. It's the noise of and if he can somehow avoid that stuff, um, you know, he's a, he's a good player. Rick, when you know, I guess the uh, the days in Arizona when you know you're you're challenged for goals. Is it easier to kind of less w- worry about your room than it is actually having a guy that could put the puck in the net? I'm just thinking about the pressure, the sheer pressure now on certain teams that have not gotten off to a great start that could even be in a position where they miss the playoffs if they don't get some some help offensively. Just that line between getting a true 30 goal score and to what you speak of the dress room. How do you, how do you really draw that line as a coach? Yeah, that's a good one. A good question because I think, you know, for me, especially, you know, I was watching LA play um, Toronto, you know, um, the other night and, you know, LA is a team that challenges, uh, it's challenging to score goals. Um, and, you know, like San Jose, same thing. You get a guy that came, you know, obviously he, you know, he's a guy that can make it, you know, it's a two-two game. Can you, you know, he'll make it three or two late in the game. That's what you're looking for. Those guys who can make them. You know, listen. They, you know, I, I always said, you know, the guy makes it five, six to one, and there's a lot of those guys. To me, it's the guys under pressure that make the right play under pressure that can to win you the game. Um, that's why the Leafs are on that on a torrid pace. Is their big boys are they're producing? They're 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 scoring big goals for them. Obviously, the bottom six the other night uh, really helped them. Um, so the challenging part is, I, I, like I said, I don't want to be known as a, just a defensive coach, but if you don't have the, that, that type of star power, you've got to play a really detailed uh, uh, defensive game in the sense that you've got to do everything right defensively because you can't afford to just give, give up goals. Um, other teams have the firepower that can't. So teams that don't have that firepower, obviously you need the depth scoring, but you've got to play really smart defensive hockey. You've got to try to stay in the games. You know, um, L.A. was out of it. As soon as you know, Toronto with the floodgates, but you know, it was odd man. It was the odd man rushes that were were the stuff that I was. It was alarming to me because they have no chance to go. You know, goals for goals with Toronto. Yeah, I was having a conversation with someone about um, coaching. You know, talking about like wanting to have good uh, defensive structure and just how much a coach can affect a roster. You know, I was guessing that maybe the best coach in the league can take a roster and improve it. What five wins? And a bad coach could move a team the other way. Five wins. Like, like how much impact? can a coach truly have? Because if you're not given a good enough roster to win, there's nothing you can do essentially, but how much can a coach impact an average roster? Well, I think, I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things because he can inspire certain players. I mean, listen, a team that struggles to score goals, you know, not the most talented, have a lot of hard workers. And really the, the key is to sell that, that, you know, for us to win, we got to play team games. Some nights, some guys are going to play 11 minutes. Uh, some guys might play 14, 15, 16. So, um, it just seems to me, I, listen, I, I don't want to be that guy when I played when I, back in the day, but my, I remember my first seven, eight years, and, you know, when, I, when I got inducted at the Flyers Hall of Fame, and in my speech, and I meant it was sincerely, sincerely, is that was the closest team I've ever been on because everyone was unselfish. Like one mm-hmm. night you might play 11 minutes, one night you might play 16, and nobody really kind of cared. I mean, sure, you want to score goals. I mean, listen, you know, and Nick, you can jump on this. We're all selfish in our, in our way. I mean, you have to be selfish. It, to, to play NHL hockey. It's just that to the degree of it uh, yep. to me is like, you know, you know, can you, you know, I, I watch teams like now, you know, you're up two nothing, three nothing, um, you know, and it's a team that has a lot of stars. Can the other star players that don't have a point, can they lock it down? And can you win a game three nothing? Or do they have to try to make it for, you know, they want their point. 
you know, maybe they make a p- stupid play at the blue line. The other team gets a three-on-one. That, that sort of stuff is, to me, that I can't stand. Uh, but we're all selfish in a way. Everybody wants their piece of pie. Is and the coach has to sell. You know, he has to sell and make sure that everybody has a chance, you know, to get out there at certain situations. Um, so it's a hard one. But, you're, listen, leadership group really helps you there. You know, if you have a good leadership, it, it just makes a really good, a, a great a coach when you have great leadership. I don't know. I don't think I was selfish if I wanted two left wingers to break their legs the next game. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay, maybe a, maybe a high yeah. ankle sprain. But, yeah. yeah. yeah my, you know, Dick, you, you know, I mean, you're, you're funny with coffee. But my thing with Paul, I used to, Paul hates when guys, they get traded. And then they ask the guy, well, yeah, I hope the team does well, and I hope they do yeah. this and that. He goes, you don't want, you don't want that to do well. You just traded your ass. I love that stuff, man. Because, you know, it's like Wayne, our first week there, went, oh, I hope Ovechkin breaks my record. I'm like, no, you don't want him breaking your record. Honestly, if he breaks your record, you shake his hand and, hey, listen, it, power to you, and you respect that. But I don't want anybody breaking my record. I mean, I, I love when we, we talk that way. Coffee gets, gets going on that when people say that. Not only does he deep down not want him to break his record, he's going to have to follow him around for about a month. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, wait till he packs for that one. He'll he'll be hating him by like the third week. Yeah, I know. It's, it's exactly. If he doesn't score there for like, if, if he, it comes down to it, and that's the worst guy. Gretz will hate that. He doesn't have to travel That'll around. Be the longest road yeah. trip of his life. <laughs> hey, talk, I, I want to talk to you about uh, uh, the Vancouver Canucks situation with Travis Green. You're in a you're a coaching uh, fraternity. Um, is there a sense what he might be going through? And it's just not the losses, but what's coming out now in terms of uh, the talk about like JT Miller screaming at him during a practice, and you know. If, have you ever had a scenario where you might not have the best chemistry with a few players, but the last thing you want to do is still be in a rink with some reporters around you and start airing your dirty laundry in practice? Is that is that fair to say? Well, that's a tough one. Yeah, the setting and stuff. I have no problem, even on the bench, and um, you know when it, when it, when when it, you, you get in a little bit of a, a you know. A, whether it's a screaming or an argument on the bench, I got no problem with a, a, a player coming back at you, you know, respectfully. Hey, or whatever. I didn't see my man. It's not my man or whatever. And he kind of gets mad at you. To me is I can't stand the guys that pout. That's my, I hate pouters. I hate guys that don't, you know, that's why I'd rather a guy. And I, I don't really know what, you know, the full story on what happened screaming and yelling on, on the ice. Um, too long is that you respect. I mean, I have, you know, I had, I had it out with a, a really good, like an excellent hockey player in Pittsburgh. And we hashed it out. I mean, we, we went at it pretty hard, but never had a problem with him since. You know, just a fabulous guy. But, you, you, you know, you got to get it out, and it's fine. It's just it's the aftermath. You know, who pouts? Who doesn't want to speak to the other guy? Uh, there's a guy really disrespectful what he said. There's, there's, there's degrees of what, what you, you, know, you can stand. But, um, you know, Green's in it. He's a, I think he's an excellent coach. He's in a tough spot right now. And that market, hey, they were supposed to win this year, I guess. You know, they made some changes. So, um, they somehow got to block that out, and they got to get some wins together just to temper that, you know, the heat there right now. Talk was it Sid? Was it Sid? You can just tell me. Nobody else. <laughs> no, it wasn't Sid. No, it wasn't Sid. Trust me. I don't think I'd yell at Sid. <laughs> else yeah. right some career <laughs> preservation there. I like, I like there. my check every two weeks. Uh, <laughs> That's savvy. So, where where do you draw the line? 
on competition and practice between guys because I am fascinated by the dynamic between players and coaches on the bench and what you can get away with. But how about between your players in practice? You know, are you okay with it getting to a level of fighting within practice or does that seem like uh, maybe it's gone too far if you let it get there? Yeah, another great question because um, I think you got it. You, it's to the degree, you know, you, you know, listen, I, I know back in the day and we, this is what we did. If you felt some players were lazy on the ice or they were selfish and they're point hunting and they were they'd being on the team, when well, practice, you gave it to them. I don't care if the guy was tough or not. Those mm-hmm. were, you know, two on two drills in the corner and it, you know, you let it go, you know, um, what I don't like. And, you know, there's going to be some stuff where, you know, you're playing hard two on two and the other guy's hooking you or he takes penalties because, you know, there's no refs. And then the guy gets mad. I, I, I agree with that. I, the guy should be mad and punch the guy, you know, whatever, if, if it gets that degree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just flat out, you know, stupidity to fight for because somebody, you know, got walked going to the net or something like that. Yeah, that's, that, that's going too far. I think, so I really think it's to the degree. You know, I, like I said, if you're a guy that's been lazy in practice or lazy in the game, well, I know 15 years ago you're going to get it. And nowadays maybe I don't think the guys do it as much uh, from what I've seen. You know, they probably want the coaches to kind of <laughs> – they want to do that. Um, um, I like the leadership group sometimes taking care of that. And that might be from, hey, a good old-fashioned check in the corner. Sometimes you have to do that sort of stuff. Talk, we know what uh, American Thanksgiving means to a lot of clubs where they just felt like it's it's the benchmark uh-huh. on what you have. Uh, just your experience uh, being in management, uh, is that truly the case where you guys – historically had meetings uh, during this time where you said, okay, we stink or we're, we're really bad here. We got to get help right now here. You think that's what's going on? Yeah. I that, that benchmark. I mean, I, I don't, is it 78% or 82% or something? The teams that, that are in the playoffs or out of the playoffs, like it, it stays true to about 82%. So, you know, um, I, I think most teams and from, I've been on a bunch of teams where, they look around Thanksgiving like, okay, wh- where are we at? I mean, you know, are we, are we at a point that, you know, we can kind of get out of this? Or what kind of team do we have to change identity? Is there a problem that we got to figure? It's not like the first 10 where, like, you know, some teams are just struggling out of the gate and you're like, hey, relax, we got time. I think right now about times where, you know, especially in Thanksgiving in another week or two, you might see some teams that, that, that are supposed to be better than they are make a move or try to do something to, you know, whether it's call up a bunch of young kids from the minors or whatever, I think they start to do that here in the next couple of weeks. I think you're going to see a little bit more changes, especially teams that are expected to do better than they are right now. Would a coach ever, you know, you mentioned the like change identity thing. Would a coach ever go, you know what, we're through 20 games. We're going to just, it's not working. We're going to play a totally different way. We're going to just, you know, see if we can get something done here. It seems to me that most coaches have a way that they like to coach, and that's kind of the way it stays. Is it possible? Is it ever done that a coach will alter the way without success? Yeah, I think there's, it's not a, I don't think as a coach, the way you coach system-wise, the way you use your bench and stuff, I think you are who you are, but there is, there is five, and I go in percentages because, I believe that there's five or so you can change certain things, you know, the way, Hey, listen, you can change the way you practice. There's, you might change the way you uh, defensively. Um, are you, you know, do you, do you play man? Do you go man to man? Or do you do, do you play the, uh, your F3 closer to the pile? I think there's things like that, that are, that are, you know, they're 
they're they're actually major things, but they're smaller things that sure. you can you can change. Um, but yeah, I, you can't change the, the whole system. No, I, I don't think you, know, you are who you are. But there is some ways. Hey, do the wingers? You know, do, how far do you want the wingers to collapse? I think we're collapsing too far. The last twenty games, we're getting killed. Let's play them higher. Those are little things that you can tweak, and I think, uh, and, and sometimes they help. I know some coaches that have done things around Christmas. They've totally changed the way their D zone coverage. And, it, and it's worked for them, and they get in the playoffs, and they do really well. So there's times when you can do that for sure. Was it Gino? Gino and you went at it in Pittsburgh? I'm down to only Mata, you know, by the end of this interview. <laughs> Ryan Dubo. There's, there's, there's a lot of great players on that team. I love, I love that fire, though. Uh, the best one was uh, uh, that we've seen recently was uh, Tortorella and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Oh, he let him have it. And we know how that ended up for Pierre, <laughs> but yeah, hey. but you know what though? Like uh, you know, and I, and I, you know, I don't know the inside part. And uh, you know, when it gets to the papers, and then and, and it's a lot of you know, and the, the one thing Torts, I mean, I, what I love Torts is an area, very honest guy, and it's okay for the player to be honest too. You know, it's you know, just be honest. Hey, listen. Uh, usually, when you're honest with each other, and even with the press, sometimes to so much. You know, listen, nothing's a secret anymore, right? So everybody knows. So you might as well just say, this it is, it is what it is, what we're dealing with it, and we'll move on. And usually the press is pretty good to let it go, but it's, it's when, you know, one person doesn't say much, and it's just, you know, it's an underlying thing, and then everybody tries to speculate. Um, but, yeah, no, I think there's I, – I, listen, we won the Cup twice when I was in Pittsburgh as an assistant coach, and you can ask Mike Sullivan, you know, there'd be some, some you know, guys screaming at each other on the bench going at it, and we looked at each other, and he would wink and laugh. He loved it. I, you have to have that juice. It's just a matter of how you handle it after. And like, do the players, you know, and they, do they not talk to each other? They're mad at each other and stuff like that. That's the thing. That's where it comes to me is the character of the guy. You, you know, know hey, it, we had it out. No big deal. And, and it is no big deal. But you know what happens now between social media and every camera out there? It gets blown yeah. up. Yeah. And it almost yes. takes a life of its own on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, just, I don't know if you guys remember. You guys remember that we were – they had the, the, the camera on Kessel. Uh, he was just, he, he was hitting his glove as he was talking to me. And I'm laughing, and I had to put the card with it. I was laughing. And he wasn't yelling at any players. He was just basically saying, and this, and it. And it was just like somebody complained the whole time. And it was comical. You know, the press kind of made a big deal of it. But, but the best of it was he wasn't ripping anybody. He was just kind of venting. And I had to put that card over my face because I couldn't stop laughing. You know, this is, and we're in the playoffs in a crucial part of the game. And I think the last thing I want to see is, you know, me laughing and, you know, it, you know, I think we were down a goal, but anyways, we always laugh about that because, you know, cameras follow you around and sometimes they portray something that it isn't. Do all like all the successful teams you were on, was that a, a common dynamic or are there different types of, of, of organizations? I guess like, uh, it does seem to me that the best teams always have this dynamic that it's, it's per, I guess, uh, productive yelling at one another. I'm sure there's a better way to phrase that, but that seems like a common theme. Oh yeah, I mean, I've you know, in in in, in series where guys between periods are, are going at it and yelling, and a couple of guys have gotten. I know the the one story. Uh, Scott Stevens, who's it? I think it was Ten Danico told me the story. They just won a game, a uh, big game in the playoffs, and Danico or um, Stevens and Clavelmi are rolling around the dressing room. You know, you're the busy team seeing that stuff. They just won the game, and they're still mad at each other. That, to me, would intimidate the other team. I think that's great. I, it's like I said, you know, it's, it's later. You know, they're probably, you know, Scott Stevens is probably the first guy to buy Claude a new dinner the next night, you know, when they go for dinner. I mean, that's, 
that's what a Colts team does. Um, tell, you know, you're just everybody's happy and slap each other back, and I don't think you can win that way. I think there's going to be some confrontations. You know, you're, you're together, what, you know, for how many months? You know, it's, if you go to the finals, you're together, what, nine months. Uh, you're going to have those squabbles. It's just how you deal with them as a, internally as, as a group and as a coaching staff. You know what the first rule and you learn when you're in the media, right? Don't don't let the What's truth that? don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, I know that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, talk. Yeah, we'll yeah. let we'll let you go, buddy. Uh, really appreciate your time. Great questions, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Sure. You got a great question out of Rick Talkett. I did. I did. I'm going to remember that. It's a great way to end up on a Friday. Feeling really good about myself today, Kip. He's always got the best stories, eh? He does. This guy's a natural media fit. So everything that you thought Phil Kessel was saying or thinking on the bench, Rick Talkett told you it's just the complete opposite. I just watched the clip on YouTube and Because I remember that during the the run where Kessel was so mad and everybody remember him and Gino got into it big time screaming at each other on the bench, and Talk was just talking about how he had the the paper over his mouth because he was laughing so yeah. hard. And I just watched it, yeah. and he's sitting there with the, on one hand on his knee with the thing over his face, and he's kind of <laughs> like shaking a little bit. He's yeah. laughing on the bench. They weren't losing though; it was tied. It was zip zip when he yeah. was talking. So there you go. I tried to fight a teammate on the bench. Give me a blindside pass. A you know a. a Suicide pass, as it were, as it were, I got absolutely blown apart. Terrible pass. Uh, I was mildly concussed, so I don't really remember trying to fight him. But you know that happens on the bench. Did you, you pop know, him? I did. Yeah, I got him pretty good too. But I don't so think that, I've ever been in a fight on the bench with anybody. Just ask Tucker about that one. Probably not supposed to get, and I think that's probably an accomplishment that you didn't. By the way, I was also looking at Tockett's career stats while he was on the show with us. Three thousand oh penalty God. minutes. Oh my God. Every category is jammed. 18 seasons, a billion have, games. Nine, is he in the Hall of Fame? He, he had, a Flyers uh, Hall of Fame. He had uh, one 50-goal season or two. Oh my God, he scored a bajillion goals. He had uh, 48, 40, 45, 44. I don't see a 50 No, in no, here. no 50. I always knew he was close. Yeah, so 47 is his highest? 48. Okay, can I guess his penalty minutes? I don't know. Uh, total or do you want that year? That year. Go ahead. Like 189? 252. Oh, my God. He, he scored 48, I, 61 assists, 109 points, math- 252 It's got to be mathematically impossible to be on the ice That's and score those goals say. and be in the penalty box that long. How is, he must have played 38 minutes a night That's doing that much. the most a card I've ever seen filled up, I think, outside of just Wayne's Gotti box car totals. What a Whoop. career. Why is the uh, Hall of Fame so scared to put like guys like that in and even Dale Hunter? Like uh, Pat Verbeek has had a yeah. tough time getting in, and I think Pat Verbeek's twenty five hundred penalty minutes, if I'm not mistaken, or something huge like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, to me is some career right there. I'm with you. Pat Verbeek's Verbeek not in. in the Hall of Fame. He'll get in. I don't believe so. Wow. Yeah, he's one of those names that he, that makes you have this conversation for sure. You know, he's a fourteen over fourteen hundred games played, five hundred twenty two goals. Crazy, Wild. and he's yeah. not in there. And talk it. Is he in the Hall of Fame? No. No, no. Oh, what's his totals? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, I just went away from it. The uh-huh. totals are 1,144 games, 440 goals, 512 assists, 20, uh, 2,972 pims. Th- almost 3,000. Mr. 3,000. He should go out there and just get in a couple of uh. scuffles and push it over the mark. <laughs> he was legit tough. Well, no he had, he, you know what kills he me, though? Even sitting beside you, Kipper? Wendell Clark, 
Charles Manson, Dave Manson. Charles Manson. Well, Charles, that was his nickname. Oh, okay. But Dave Manson, like one of the toughest guys, like scary tough. Can like I tell you? Yeah. Eyeballs oh, yeah. rolling back like a slot machine, a casino <laughs> ram, a tough. <laughs> okay, let me give you the scary or the most surprising number of his card. Six feet, six feet tall. Yeah. The man is a giant in my head. Yeah, but built like a Coke machine. Yeah, 215. It's still, yeah, obviously a strong dude. All right, we're on to Friday text. Sammy. Okay. Um, this one I just love, and I'll, 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 I can put it out to other sports as well, but um, Jason and Innisfil, who texts the show often, he said, great show, keep them coming. Thank you. That's a great way to get your text read. I certainly will. What are some of your favorite TV movie cameos by hockey players? Wayner on Young and the Restless, uh, Neely in Dumb and Dumber, uh, those are rink rat Oscar worthy. He says, "Appreciate you guys." So, can you think of any hockey player? Well, Neely and Dumb and Dumber is the best. Yeah, it's, it's he's the number one. Parts yeah. and unbelievable role. Um, there's like a chick movie with the Flyers where um, Ian LaPerrie took out his teeth and put him in, yeah. a, in, a, in a drink. Yeah, and I think it was I think it was knocked uh, up. Uh, Van, Re- thank you. Yeah, was it knocked James up? James Van. That's uh, a really Re- random Reemsdyke. guess, but I think JVR so. was in it as well. Yeah. Great, I thought great that was a, there. Yeah, I thought it was a, a, a real solid elf effort. <laughs> Going back to his thankful for Netflix. He's thankful. Wow. <laughs> Scott how... Hartnell in there? He's already asking for Tums at the break, by the <laughs> oh, way. This boy. guy's legit. I, I had a cameo. <laughs> I had a cameo on uh, an old soap opera called yeah. The Guiding Light. That's great. Really? Yes. What was that experience like? I think I saw this. Was, I may have looked it up when I was pretty good. You. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then HBO, I was in Arliss. When was With that? Robert Wall and um, Sandra O oh from Grey's yeah. Anatomy. He, he did look confident in anatomy yeah, there. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, do I have the name right? Auton- autonomy? <laughs> I got a blacked out there. I don't really know what you right. said. Is um, Keanu Reeves in uh, Young Blood? Because I count as it's a hockey movie. So I y- Young Blood. Stevie Thomas is in it. Stevie oh, Thomas. No, no, he's and, doing and, squats and in the doing hockey squats pants. Doing squats in hockey pants. I <laughs> as one does maximum uh, mobility. So that was during my day, and I was all set to go. And then I just said, nah, screw it. What do you mean? You were going to be yes. in that? Yes. In Young Blood? Yes. What? Oh. oh. And I just, I bailed on it. It was Zezel, Peter, or, or late Peter Zezel, God bless him. He was in it. Steve Thomas was in it. They pay? Are they paying? Um, oh, no. It'd be like, uh, you know, just Get to be in the enough, movie type of, enough of uh, like, I, I, I did David Letterman. I got a royalty check for 94 cents. No, that's <laughs> yes. not true. It is. It is because you're automatically put into something if you're on TV, like a SAG something or whatever. And ninety-four cents. So I got a uh, what was his company called? Uh, uh, pants something worldwide. Pants was David Letterman's company. <laughs> so one day I just go to the mailbox and I open up a, a, a royalty check for ninety-four cents. For cash worldwide. it? No, I still have it at yeah. home. I think, but uh, it was whatever the money was. It was minimal, uh, yeah. but it was just hey, they're they're filming a. A hockey movie down at uh, St. Mike's Arena. There's always a chance for us hockey players of getting in a movie because you got to be able to skate for, I, for a, an extra. Are I there... did it for a, like a Hockey Night in Canada promo once. They like sent it out like a bunch of um, like to a company wide email, being like, "Hey, do you want to go down to what's the the rink on the Danforth, Kip?" Uh, oh, Ted Reeve. Ted Reeve. Yeah, went down. I'm amazing, amazing barn. Love that place. I love all the Toronto barns, but that one's really yeah. cool. Uh, and I went down there and skated around. In like with like the lighting or whatever, and uh, 
Like they gave, I don't know, give me fifty bucks to do it or whatever. It was, All it was, right, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. One of my teammates with Hershey, Don Biggs, was uh, the stunt double for uh, uh, Van Dam. Rob Rob Lowe, I think. Oh really? Yeah. I was thinking, just thinking of what was that Van Dam hockey movie? Oh, that was the Pittsburgh movie. Sudden death. Thank you, Derek Brandale. Where the 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 biggest star was uh, the mascot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, tons of people tw- texting in about movie references now. So there Love you that. go. It was called. It was this is forty. Oh, it's is the same movie. That Where, didn't even come close. To be honest, I almost and said I that gave, too. You sound so confident. I gave you all the credit <laughs> in the world. Yeah, Cody from Oshawa texted in the uh, the correction to you, and yeah. it was thank he, you, Cody. Per- apparently, he, Megan Fox for in Lapierre's teeth. Yeah, I've, I've seen. I don't that. remember. I don't think I've seen that movie. Is that? But that's she, another. She's she's lovely. Yeah, lovely. Let's yeah. just say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just did, Sammy. <laughs> she's lovely. Um... This guy asked an interesting question. I'm putting both you guys on the spot. Who has the most pims in the hall? Is it? That's a great. Is great it Scott? Question. And he says Scott Stevens? Question mark. And my first thought is most pims is Tiger Williams, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I don't think he's in. I, you know, just a quick review. Let me double check. No, he's not. Not in the hall. Um, I'm sure. Are you on the? I'm, the I'm for that? googling feverishly here the most penalty minutes in NHL history. But it, it, does, it there is something to them not you know, rewarding a side of the game that's been a huge no. part of it for a long time. Well, and it was an essential part of it to winning. You look at the Philadelphia Flyers team that won the Broad Street Bullies era teams. Like, it was a part of having success in the NHL for a while. You know, not the raw Pims total necessarily, but, you know, that style of play. And that's part of why Clark Gillies is in, let's be honest, right? And he's in there because he's a protector and enforcer, one of those guys who's stuck up for people. Yeah, I, I think I guess it would be Scott Stevens because but, uh, I don't think the guys uh, in Clark front of him. Gillies would have a tougher time getting in now than he did back then. For sure. Yeah, with, time, time with the numbers and but also the championships, guys. We're talking yeah. about Pat Verbeek, no Stanley Cup. No, that's they got to be looking at that or thinking about it. No if, major if he awards. Has so much as one, he's probably in major awards and cups. Certainly yeah. go a long way. Look at how the. Your your uh, Islanders, your dad's Islanders, mm-hmm. and the Edmonton Oilers have been rewarded. And how long did it take Kevin Lowe? But yeah. Kevin Lowe's in with six Stanley Cups. Yeah. No, no, that's fair. The, I guess, yeah, so his answer would be correct. I don't think anybody else in front of him is in the Hall of Fame for, uh, man, Tiger Williams. He had a few, eh? <laughs> 3,971. He's a family friend. He used to come over when I was a young buck and make me make a mac and cheese and scare the hell out of me. <laughs> really a terrifying guy, even off the ice. Love him. What do you mean, make you make the mac and yeah, cheese? Yeah, and I was like eight years old. And he's like, oh, Justin can do it. Like, All right. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I guess how did that turn out? You're just hammering butter and cheese into a pot. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, by my estimation, the guy that's uh, in the Hall of Fame with the most penalty minutes. Uh, would be Stevens. No. We have an alter- no, alternate I answer think here. We've got uh, Chris Chelios ahead of him. Oh, like just is. by sheer years, that would make some sense. Right? right. Yeah, Chelly. You're right. Chelly. Yep. At uh, 2,891. Welcome to the real Kipper and Google show. What else? Chelly's Chili. <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> uh, good question. Wayne Gretzky on Snow Job as a cameo? Snowdrop it was like a National Lampoon's movie or something. Don't even know what the hell you just said. I've never heard of that. 
No. <laughs> we got to go real, real Kipper and Google here? I've never heard of that either. Almost <laughs> yeah, just take to our machine. I have here. no idea. I've never heard of that no. either. So, no. lots of, uh, we're just getting a million tax vote people. Greater like, lived in LA. One. He's got to be in 10 yeah. movies. Let's check his IMDb while we're on yeah. the internet machine. Yeah. That was great having him on this Young week. and the Restless, his big line was, uh, or he got introduced as uh, Wayne from our Edmonton plant. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, they made him like a mobster. In like, uh <laughs> with the, with that perm <laughs> in All the right. 80s. I pulled this up. It's telling me that Wayne was in seven in seven different shows. Okay. Let me have him. Uh, I'm, have, I'm having trouble. Oh, here. no. He got an ad no, autoplay no. or something? D2, D- that- D- Gold on Ice, Robotropolis, The Young and the Restless, The Simpsons, Robotropolis 1? <laughs> what is happening? D2. Robotropolis. I don't know. So that wouldn't include uh, hosting Saturday Night Live either, right? No. And oh, that, man, that, to me, awkward. is the ultimate. The ultimate accomplishment for a hockey player. You couldn't put one on there today that wasn't named Sidney Crosby. And you couldn't even put Sid on there. Like, he, think about surely this. Surely he's a big enough star. No, he's no not. Way. Ovi no. over Sid. No. Oh, that's a nonsense. But, but, but you, who's more famous worldwide, Ovi or Sid? Sid. That's a great okay. question. I think it's Ovi. I, I'd see, there's our world. I know. Our right. hockey world. And then there's international star Wayne Gretzky had that at the time mm-hmm. I don't there's even Connor McDavid you think at, he doesn't uh, want Saturday, that either. it doesn't matter if he wants it or not how close would Saturday Night Live be to saying who's your biggest star and could he host SNL and the answer would be no like the next chance for someone is someone who wants it Austin Matthews is a star, mm-hmm. Austin Matthews, and would lean into it. He, if he won three cups and led, you know, five Rocket Richards in 10 years from now, well, then could his, he get there? He, the answer's, Maybe. yeah, possibly, yeah. but he'd have to, the growth between now and then would have to be huge yeah. it would be internationally. A, no, you're right. It'll be a natural fit when he's they the captain of the Rangers. They don't know. They wouldn't have a clue. No, you're right. Not so a snake. It, would, it wouldn't hold an audience. They, they'd look at Austin and even Connor McDavid, Saturday Night Live audience now. They'd be like, who is this? Yeah, they'd be like, he plays in the NHL. But Wayne, had, like, what league? Wayne had it back then. That's he, t- he, it's he tough was, to wrap my head around that. Just Yeah, he did. He had uh, Thinking he, of the NHL and NBA Sports Illustrated cover back in the day. But there was Wayne, and then everybody else was just a yeah. very good hockey player. Wayne had international status as being the hockey player if you knew nothing about hockey, there was a chance you still heard of Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. That's not the case today when it comes to Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews yet. And that's what I think the league has to aspire. And, you know, live streaming isn't helping them right now in the U.S. No. I can tell you that. I got a lot of friends down there going, I can't even, our game's not even on TV. Yeah. Well, you're trying to push that platform. I will say, go ahead, Sammy. I was just saying I was doing more Googling, but apparently Nathan McKinnon was in Trailer Park Boys, which I don't remember at all. So I would say the uh, if we're going on he, hockey players in rap lyrics, Gretzky and Ovechkin are the only two players who exist. So yeah, there you go. Use that as a star metric. You guys like Trailer Park Boys? I have a lot of respect for Trailer. Yep. I, you know, I never like sat there and watched a ton of it. Uh, not, I, I didn't watch a ton of it. Oh, okay. I, I could just watch a YouTube clip of Rickyisms. Oh yeah, for ten minutes. Oh, yeah, I was Ricky for <laughs> Halloween like six straight years. <laughs> Shocked. <laughs> I'm sure they were Sammy a couple of years too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, tax are kind of drying up here, boys. What are we looking for tonight? All right, tonight we got. We're gonna be awake. Uh, 
That's a tough sell. 10.30, I mean, I will definitely watch until the third period. That takes me to about a midnight Friday bedtime. You, Kipper? Well, it goes back to even what Rick Tockett was talking about, how, uh, you know, James Reimer's a few teams removed off of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Don't tell me for one second he doesn't want to stuff it down their throats tonight. Have you met James Reimer or heard of James Reimer? He doesn't, he's an angel. He's as Jack nice, Campbell's nicer as brother. Nice, <laughs> as nice as Jack? No, not a chance. That's actually a great uh, poll question. Nicer guy, James think, Reimer or Jack Campbell? But that's just a real internal thing. He's probably smiles as much as Jack over the years, didn't James Reimer? Yeah. Jack, Jack's. But, come on, there has to be some incentive. Yeah. To beat the Leafs tonight. I oh, would imagine. No, I mean, he's a nice guy, but, like, he's a competitive freak athlete who plays in the best hockey league in the world. He wants to beat the Leafs. They got rid of him, and it kind of it didn't really end particularly great here. It never really ends great with goalies in Toronto, does it? That may have been one of my favorite things that uh, Taki gave us today was the discussion about players and the BS of, like, I wish them well. And you want, no like, like, Kipper, you joke, like, you want uh, two left wingers to not break legs but sprain an ankle. Like, I played in the minors. I needed a lot of people to get hurt. I'd have been okay with it. Not not a, you know, serious injury. No, not like a team bus or anything. <laughs> no. Right? No. No, heaven forbid. Um, I was going to say, heading out to the schwa tonight, boys. Going to watch the uh, Oshawa Generals and the Ottawa 67s play tonight. Then I'll be heading to a beverage hall after to watch the Leafs. So. You're truly the most Canadian person Ex- on earth. Uh, really look forward to some sharp analysis from me on the Leafs game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Going to a uh, junior game than a yeah I, hockey night. Do we expect anything different from maybe what we saw in L.A. here? Is no. San Jose, uh, they're one of those teams as well where we look back, what, three weeks ago and say, okay, how did they really beat the Leafs? They're part of the general malaise of the NHL, I would say. Would they be, in, would they be in our Division Two? Yeah. League. We need to formally make these divisions I like at some it. point. I like it. They're they're definitely like the you know the the Brentford of the NHL right now. A little plucky upstart team here. That's what's, better than what's Ryan to Reynolds be. at Wexford AFC? Is it a Division Three soccer team? Who's Ryan Reynolds? The famous actor. No, no, in what? What do you mean? Oh, he bought one. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ted Lasso. Him, or him something. and Mac from It's Always Sunny. Oh, I yeah. think went and went in together on a football team. Oh, okay, I thought you were talking Ted Lasso. I got confused. No. Never saw it, so I didn't know. Um. Yeah. No. I I do think that. The, these teams in LA, or sorry, in California, are a real opportunity to to go there and and take six points. You know they they got their two they got their two in LA and pad your stats because we all know deep down you kick cookie monsters that need to get their <laughs> their cookies this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how a drop becomes permanent on a show. <laughs> that's awesome. We'll see how many cookie monsters are out tonight as they take on the San Jose Sharks. That was a fast week, boys. Oh, yeah. They all are. Look at Sammy's already. The He's in the schwa mentally. He's, He's out. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe it's nature calling again for Sammy. I don't know. Well, JB. Thanks for a great week, pal. You too, buddy. Enjoy your weekend. All right, everybody have a safe one. And we're right back here Monday, breaking it all down on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Thanks for listening, everybody.